vlogging, everybody. Hello, this is uh, Jason Powers. I'm again recording uh, live, and I'm also doing a, a video on this. So I'm gonna try to incorporate some uh, thoughts and um, ideas that. Uh, it's a follow-up to the, the prior video that I did that I released in my audio broadcast. Uh, today we're gonna we're gonna further discuss the the corporate government dynamic uh, that's been going on. Um, hopefully my chair doesn't make this much noise all the time, but uh, the authoritarianism and the libertarianism uh, poll that's being used on on people. It's a hustle. It's a way to um, get this done. <clears throat> so, I'll start with a quote that was um, actually erased from the internet, uh, from the World Economic Forum. Um, it was released in 2016. Say so there was a soft launch that was supposed to uh, take place with uh, the election of uh, Hillary uh, Clinton uh, in 2017. Of course, that didn't happen. But there was a soft launch on the Paris Climate Accords that they were going to slowly boil away your rights, uh, you know, um, one of the great things about uh, about these uh, evil people, they have all time, all kinds of time to plan and get uh, technology online, and they they're all on the same purpose. Don't don't get this messed up. Um, we're going to find out how how many companies are involved in this, but uh, because the World Economic Forum has uh, laid out exactly how many companies are on board with this situation and plan. Uh, you'll be surprised, I think. Cause, but we're going to scroll through it, but I'll name them off as I'm going through them later. But we'll start with their little quote. So the quote is, uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And they had a guy, a pretty uh, pretty uh, nondescript male with a smile and curly hair selling this, uh, you know, as they put that over the top of them. But I'm going to tell you what that quote really means. And I, I mean, m most people can figure this out. But what it really means for them is uh, the World Economic Forum's uh, viewpoint will be they will own everything and you'll be miserable um, because that's the, the objective here. Um, and that's if you're alive still after they get done doing all this to us. And they're going to use surveillance and they're going to use all kinds of control mechanisms. They're going to use fear, exploitation media, all the avenues that you can think of to, to make this work. And now, now that they got their puppet in place in the United States of America, destruction of human rights and destruction of people and racism, they'll use that too. That's what they've been ginning up uh, between COVID and Because they know people are, are inherently um, tribalistic about all kinds of things. So they'll use your tribe mentality like like meets like everybody likes to be around the same people that they they associate with that's why you've got a thing called culture so they're using all the tricks of cultural anthropology uh, psychology um, <clears throat> economic um, all the poles and dynamics and they're using legalism this is a very very well thought out uh, uh, takeover not only the united states but the entire world I know everybody doesn't believe in this conspiracy. They think, oh, how would you be able to design this? I'm not the only one that's figured this out. I'm just putting uh, thoughts to it uh, specifically. And I'm not the only one that's figured this out. Other people have figured it out long before I am. All I'm doing is just adding my viewpoint on it 
and I'm trying to come up with um, a structure and mechanism. And I think that awareness is, needs to be highly pushed so that we have an opportunity. And I hope my uh, sound isn't uh, capturing everything I'm uh, doing here, but we're going to try something here. So <clears throat> the point is, is uh, so... For example, when they when I talk about them owning everything, they're going to own your data, which they're already doing and they're capturing. There was a a guy who was talking about how he was visited by uh, Homeland Security. He had been a former uh, Green Beret and several other outfits. He was an ex-military, twenty years. I mean, far more military. Uh, put this way, far more established in uh, a military guy. And, you know, he has his viewpoints and whatnot, and he expressed them about certain things, and they came and visited him. But they visited him because not because they wanted to arrest him. They visited him because they were trying to recruit him. So they're trying to infiltrate anything and everything. They're trying to shut this down real quick. And it tells you how deep this goes down the rabbit hole because uh, uh, DHS or the Department of Homeland Security obviously works with the FBI, works with the CIA and all the other alphabet agencies. And the, the point is, is they're trying to undermine the entire structure of the United States of America because we are the last bastion. We're the last domino. Once we fall, it's easy. It's a cakewalk because China's already on board with this stuff. That's what they've, they've been instituting a social credit system for years. And they're probably, <laughs> they're probably at a um, revision 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. I'm not in China, but... Uh, this has been talked about for years, and China's been using it for years. This is a way to control their population, and they enjoy controlling their population. And quite frankly, their population is on board with it because they, even if they wanted to resist, they can't because that's the reason why China has a standing army of 60 million people. Uh, they have to do that mainly for social cohesion, and they're all about social cohesion. They've always been about social cohesion, irrespective of all the dynamics of when they have a revolution, they really have a revolution. That's the reason why you see all the mass deaths in China because um, uh, social conflict is not to be um, entertained. So that's the reason why they are so sheeple. There's, that's why the reason why they're such a hierarchical structure um, because uh, that's been ingrained and conditioned into their society. See, in, 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 the, in the United States... Up until, honestly, about 10 years ago, uh, individual freedom, individuality was uh, considered a, 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 not only a benefit, but a, um, a, 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 actually a plus. Now, now we're expressing individuality in all kinds of crazy ways, but that isn't to get to individuality, it's to get to collectivism. Because they want to get everybody collected in little groups, divided, and then they can control them. And then they're going to put us all on the same level, economically. They're going to eliminate any religious aspects to our society. They're going to try to, uh, and when I say religious aspects, I mean, you. they don't care what your faith is. They don't want you to have faith. You're supposed to believe in the technocracy. You're supposed to believe in this, uh, you know, technology can solve all problems bullshit. And it can't, by the way, but these people believe it or at least they're hustling in it to all of us to make it make it uh, a guarantee. So, uh, going back to the data, the DNA, the land, the power, water, all your property, they want to have all that. They're going to control all your movements, 
or they're going to be spying on all your movements and you know obviously your individual freedoms we already know that they're they've already come for your speech they've already shown that they have the power to shut down the United States of American president a US president taking them off a platform they've already uh, shown their authority show and, and, and for the people out there that hate Trump fine you can hate him you can hate him till the cows come home you can say he's an a-hole whatever that's fine that's your right and that's your opinion but here here's the underlying technique with this if you can take out the most powerful man in the world at that point he was in terms of nuclear capabilities and military and etc 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 um if you can do that to him and just do it like that who's who's more powerful who's showing the showing and in the fact that you think that that's a good idea and and by the way what did trump ever implement that was so totalitarian or so authoritarian the uh, uh liberals you're really off the you're off the plantation when it comes to knowing what real oppression is you really are fools for goal i don't know what it is i can't explain any i can't explain it to you because you will take any little instance to make it uh, amplify it and this has been going on right in front of your eyes and you just ignore it which is just <laughs> it shows a lack of critical thinking skills that's what it does. It shows to me that you're more in your own little bubble, your own your own conditioning, your own little silo, and you have a you have a, a vague understanding of what's going on around you. I mean, Trump for all his asshat tweets was not the problem. He was just he was actually a symptom of a bigger problem. He was a he was the outflow of a much larger problem in our society in our government and the United States government in general and being morally bankrupt, which I've discussed. It is. It's morally bankrupt. These people are all played for. They're all bought and paid for and belong to something. Um, they're only for themselves. They're also being compromised. Uh, see how they vote. See what they push. Like Nancy Pelosi, for example, she was pushing uh, a narrative. Uh, speaking of which, so what I'm trying to get to is that this whole this whole concept here, this higher concept, is to take away everything you are. I'm going to put on a video uh, for uh, the World Economic Forum here, and then we'll go on to something else. But i got to first uh, get this kicked on. Okay. Now, I'm sorry here. Let me stop this for a second. So the video, I'm yeah, I, I kind of blew that up, but uh, so it starts off here. We're going to talk about it. Um, duh, I'm going to have to. So, uh, sorry, out there uh, in the Sparker land, I went dead for a little bit. Um, I'm going to have to leave the echo up on my video, uh, and then I'll explain this to you. So, this is a fight against COVID-19. It was developed by Bill Gates. Let the science and innovation lead us. Lifestyle changes won't be enough in order to stop the situation. They need innovation to grow food and heat, transport goods to people. And they got this imagery on the screen that makes it all hunky-dory. 
You know, net zero, we need net zero methods. Climate science tells us why things are going wrong and not, not how to fix them. For that, disciplines across all academic, scientific spectrum have to work together. Make solutions work for poorer countries, too. And, you know, get the climate change will hit the world's poorest the hardest. So, of course, we got to make all the people that are doing better worse. Death rates are going to spike. Green technologies must be cheap enough that poorer nations can access them. These nations also need clean sources of energy as they look to grow their economies. How are you going to grow an economy when you've destroyed their economy? Don't delay. We must start now. So, I think that's enough of me trying to talk over this. So, it's a you know, musical manipulation. They put all these visuals up there. They show people. I mean, they, they show this guy here. I, I stopped at an imagery here. Uh, I mean, I'm going to mute the sound here. But uh, for the visual, so they got these guys, they got these people dressed up in these uh, uh, hazmat suits for the COVID, the same urgency we had for COVID-19. So they got people on hazmat suits, but yet they expect you to believe that a, a simple mask over your face is going to stop a virus, which it wasn't and it never was meant to be. It's meant to be a control. It's a, an obedience mechanism. And not only that, they've been using it for the surveillance part of this situation. So, uh, speaking of which, so, well, there was a article released by The Nation. This was a couple months ago, actually. It was right after Biden took over. And I'm going to read part of it to, to my audience here of one. <laughs> so, unlike a border wall, an advanced virtual border doesn't, ha- doesn't just exist along the demarcation dividing countries. It extends hundreds of miles inland along the Constitution-Free Zone of enhanced border border patrol authority it's in private property along with domestic roadways it's at airports where the government is ready to roll out a facial recognition system with no age limit that includes travelers on domestic flights that never cross a border so you see never cross a border so the concept here is to keep this is just china's system so this constitution free zone uh, was mentioned constitution free so you see what they're trying to do. They're trying to erode your rights down to the Constitution. They, I, I just clicked on the link to this particular article. I just want to see where they get that information at. It's to Bloomberg, and it was from 20, 2018. Mapping who lives in our Border Patrol 100-mile zone. So so let me see if there's anything about Constitution in this. Um, so the idea is, is uh, and then they have to always put... Uh, chunk it in is uh let's see here i don't see anything about that anyway about documents and aclu lawsuit and etc etc i'm not gonna go into that it's gonna take too long so i've linked to a lot of so there's a there's a push to get these unmanned uh, uh counter unmanned aircraft systems so they're gonna use drones to, to surveil us there's a company that the government just gave a contract to do this and um so a guy uh, had uh, released a book, and I put a link to it in the description through New Prairie Pre- Press, talking about the counter unmanned aircraft systems, technologies, and operations. And uh, I, you know, I'm not going to go through it. It's a 500-page book, but I put a link to it in the description so you can download it and you can read about it, and you can come up to, come to your own conclusions about what what's going on here. The article, and uh, the article that, uh, or the thing that you should be aware of. 
this was written into this is uh this is what biden is working on this is actually probably tied to an executive order or to a house bill uh that they're trying to push through i think it's house bill resolution number five so they want to do a supplement existing border resources with technology and infrastructure this is why nancy pelosi and those people were so um so adamant that Trump didn't put a, a border wall up. Uh, they were trying to do and they kept on talking about drones. I remember Nancy Pelosi back in, I think it was 2018, when they shut down the government. Um, they were talking about, you know, we need to uh, use technology. So that tells you where they were at. Now, I know people out there will say, well, technology is so, so easy, so much better, so implemented. Technology can be abused, and we know it can be abused. A wall... Has less a wall actually? It should it should it should be reminded of you that you know Washington D.C. now has a wall around it. You can't go to the Capitol building. They put a fence all the way around it with razor wire, and they put five thousand troops on the ground around it. So tell me, walls don't work? Well, walls work when you put troops around it, don't they? Um, even if they didn't have the troops there, oh, that that would be a pretty uh, significant barrier with razor wire at the top. Um, but you know. Uh, God forbid that uh, we 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 want border security. I know uh, Tucker Carlson did a uh, thing last night, and I know people say, "Oh, you're still listening to Fox News?" Blah blah blah. No, I'm not. I'm just. Uh, it's interesting to see what he he focuses on, because I mean he does sometimes actually do some insightful analysis for the rest of us that we should probably be listening to. So I'll get to that real quick. But after I'll read a little piece from uh, Biden's little bill. So, let's see here. The legislation builds on record budget, budget allocations. Record budget allocations, yeah. Like we aren't just breaking the bank on the United States of America. For immigration enforcement by authorizing additional funding for the Secretary of the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, to develop and implement a plan to deploy technology to expedite screening and enhance the ability to identify narcotics and contraband on every land, air, and seaport entry so you get that land air and seaport the funny thing is is they'll, they'll identify all this stuff and still won't do anything about it because they don't care it's just about it uh, they won't actually do what they're supposed to do with this they'll you they'll abuse it for other reasons this includes high throughput scanning technology to ensure that all commercial and passenger vehicles and freight rail entering the United States and land ports of entry and rail border crossings along the border undergo pre-primary scanning. It authorizes and provides funds for planning to improve infrastructure at ports of entry to enhance the ability to process asylum, seek asylum seekers and detect, interdict, disrupt, and prevent narcotics from entering the United States. I highly doubt it. Because, see, that's just the language. You know, they... they they always promise the moon and they never deliver any of it because they're not going to use it for actually stopping the narcotics. They'll probably ferry them in by the truckload. As a matter of fact, by identifying the narcotics, it turns into a supply chain distribution center uh, because they'll just, just they'll be paid off. They'll they'll put the right they'll put their people quote unquote at the border to do all this kind of stuff. They'll have their surveillance drones and all this other shit. And then they're going to go ahead and they're going to just let, they'll just say, oops, you know, they must have come up with uh, better masking techniques or uh, they shielded us from looking in, you know, 
you know, we can't be Superman. We don't have x-ray vision. And so they'll uh, ask for that technology and then they'll kick the can a little bit further down the road. Meanwhile, they'll, they'll actually be doubling or tripling the amount of drugs that come into the United States of America. And they'll make sure it gets ferreted into the middle, middle of America because they've already pretty much poisoned all the, the big cities. Now it's time to get the rest of us out of the way. Which is what part of this plan is, is to destroy the, the central part of the United States, bring it under authoritarian control. Because they did this in communist uh, Russia. They took over the cities first, and then they eventually the technocrats went out to the countryside and started uh, uh, bothering, I think they're called the kulaks. They bothered the, the farmers. So if you were a farmer and you had 75 cows, well... Uh, you've got three times as many cows as the guy next to you. He only has got 25, so we gotta, we got to take 50 of your cows. And that was their way of getting, you know, pure communism. Everybody's on the same level. They didn't really own the cows. They just took all their cows from them because, you know, <laughs> it never, it never ends peacefully. And that's what they're going to do in the United States. They're going to, they're going to take away everybody's property. They're going to surveil us. They're going to make sure that anything you say online can and will be used against you. Uh, they'll find a crime. to. You're going to find people that are going to get convicted of things. And There's going to be so many sheep out here that believe that everybody is convicted of something and is somehow guilty of that something because the government's going to use the media to propagandize against you to get what they want. And they're going to use one of their better strategies, and they've been pumping this up over the last... Uh, last five or six years, but in particular the last four years while Trump's been in office, is that America is this this evil racist country, and that's been propagated by by media. And you know what? If you keep on calling somebody a racist, eventually they're going to say, "Well, fuck you," and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to say, "I don't need to be called this." So we're going to go to our next uh, little um, uh, slide here. And this is uh, from uh, Stephen Crowder. So we'll play about a minute or so of this. But he, 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 he it's about a uh, crime that's going, a uh, crime wave that's going up in the United States uh, regarding uh, racism. Let's see if I can get to the right point of this. Okay. So there you go. You got it. Got a uh, <laughs> right there, eighty-five uh, percent, and that was in San Francisco. Now, and what it, what's going on is they're playing a they play they call it they call it the knockout game, and in the video that was described, they showed you know essentially black assailants were assaulting uh, Asian Americans, um, Chinese, Japanese. Uh, you know, I, there's probably, they, we bucket those, and uh, we call them Asian Americans. I find it kind of 
disreputable because I think uh, if anybody knew knows that those particular uh, of those three and then you have Thai, uh, Taiwanese you have Vietnamese you have a whole host you got Filipinos you got you got a whole uh, cornucopia of let's just call it from the continent of Asia in the outlying islands um, but that's you know you know it's too much we, we we've uh, redefined terms so you know they've been they, the thing was that uh, there was an earlier please and you'll appreciate this because even though that was pointed out by mr crowder uh that didn't stop uh, our particular uh housing or house rep nancy pelosi from calling it something else Let's see if i can get back to that uh which is which is why we we have such problems in this country you have people like her that'll that that's she just stirs up hate she's she's the epitome of a evil person uh, let me see if I can get this. In her 50s, they describe her as old, I describe her as young, pushed a woman, an uh, Asian-American woman, and uh, then on the uh, uh, Olivia Moon, she, she uh, put out the word, on, and other celebrities put out the word on social media, the police, New York police, she gave them credit, found him very soon, but they didn't know whether it was a hate crime. White supremacy. Is, is the biggest bucket of concern when it comes to uh, domestic terrorism. So there you go. It's Nancy Pelosi talking about how America, you know, white supremacy and uh, the bucket of domestic terrorism. This is how evil your representatives are. And I'm really getting tired of it. I mean, it, 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 I get tired of it, but I know I'm not the only one. There's millions of people that feel exactly the same way. Uh, slathering people, labeling them as racist, misogynistic, whatever, you know, putting an is behind their names. Now, granted, I know people say, wait, you call me an evil liberal, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, and I'm mocking you, by the way. And I'm mocking you because the reason why we identify you as an is or an ism is because it's so hard to have a conversation with you about anything. It really is. Um, because, it, it, generally speaking, I take people as they come. But as soon as they, you know, they, 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 they I guess, we, each side has decided that once you would declare your colors, well, then it's time to attack the person. So I don't really necessarily... I, I think most people want to come off as, the, uh, as a caring and empathetic... But I also know that there is a very small sliver of people out there. There's a sliver of people that are sociopathic and psychopathic. And there's a larger percentage. There's about a percentage of people that are between 10 and 20% of the people have psychological issues or personality disorders uh, for various reasons. And that can be all kinds of things. And that influences the way they see the world. That does. And what's worse is it influences the way they see the world because generally speaking... They watch mainstream media, and they use the media's narrative as their own so that they can't be wrong. They want to be a conformist. They want to go along with that idea because that is the idea that makes the most sense to them. Um, offering any pushback against that narrative that they've been fed, they've been always, they always say, well, you're, you're uh, assuming that your narrative is right. I go, no, I'm not really assuming my narrative is right. I'm just taking a different viewpoint on it. 
for example, up until uh, 2020, crime rates in America had been going down significantly. Significantly enough to where uh, there was, you know, uh, a, a reduction in murder rates, a reduction in rape, a reduction in uh, various property crimes, for the most part. There were little, little instances, and I did a full... Full full analysis full analysis of FBI statistics. When I say full analysis, I went into cities because the FBI statistics are not definitive. You know why? Because they leave out statistics gathered from certain uh, cities and localities, particularly like, for example, Louisville, uh, Virginia, uh, down in North Carolina, uh, Kansas, Kansas City, Las Vegas. Those are just the ones I can name off the top of my head. I had to go through about, oh, about 30 or 40 websites uh, uh, based upon to gather data. Plus, it's incomplete because it doesn't include arson data. Arsons, certain certain districts don't record all their uh, rape statistics either. So you have to make, you know, some basic assumptions. Um, but I gather that data. And you base it upon, I gather, the amount of uh, law enforcement officers that were in the United States of America in 2018. Gather data on the amount of population, uh, the size of the district, etc., etc. When you start doing that, then you do some analysis. And when you get into the analysis, you find that democratic cities are typically more violent, more property damage is done, more murders. Um, population density is a huge one of the biggest uh, defining variables of that. We know that. When people are packed denser together, crime rates increase. So, let's just use that for a jump-off point. If we import in, say, 10, 20, 30 million more people, and we put them in cities like down along the Texas border, what's going to happen? You're going to get more crime. So then you have to, uh, then of course, they're going to ask for more money to fight that crime. They're going to ask for more surveillance. So you you can see the the spinning wheels of the people that are running this uh, running this show in our country. They want to create problems, problem reaction solution, the Hegelian dialectic. They're trying to use. They have an agenda. They're trying to get that agenda enforced. One of the ways they're trying to do it. Uh, Mark, uh, what's his face? Uh, a commentator called it the the Clover Piven strategy. It, you know, flood the system. Break the system. That way you can say, you. then you can, they want to break the system. They want to break the Constitution in the United States of America. They want to break it because it's supremacy. It's It was developed 200 and some odd years ago. And we don't like it anymore. That's the way these people think. That's the level of their mentality. And I know there'll be people out there, well, it is unfair. And we need restorative justice and all this other garbage. And, you know... <clears throat> The reason why the system doesn't work, and as somebody who's actually been in the system, I actually do know what I'm talking about, believe it or not. I've spent enough time in the system to know I know what the system is. I know why it's broke. I know that there are people that are bad in, inside the system. And I know that the, the system is probably now even worse than when, when I went through it, and that was nearly 20 years ago. And I don't want to get off on a rant there, but I'm just saying I do know something about what I speak of. I also wanted to be an attorney at one point. I took the law school admissions test. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it makes me an expert on law. It doesn't at all. 
most people there's you know just like everything else there's specialization in everything there's specialization engineering law medicine science etc etc um so you can't be very you can't be uh quote-unquote an expert but you can get a wide 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 array of of let's just say um understandings of different things not only from being inside the system but actually uh you know obviously trying to become uh more knowledgeable from based upon good sources uh, so where was i so the idea that this system is broken has only been broken because of the amount of effort the amount of effort deployed by the federal government that is uh, has grown bigger and bigger more uh more complicated it never it never gets smaller it just gets bigger and it's that's why they're using it as a collect they want to collectivize everything um, one of the interviews um, that I was watching was talking about Stacey Abrams, and she's trying to collectivize all the voting system. She says we have too many individualized systems. Yes, because we have a we used to have a federalist system where every state had its own unit had its own has its own government that can operate on its own accord. What has happened in the United States is there are certain states that are run really well, and there are certain states that are run like shit. And I think you can figure out who the states that are run like shit. They're the ones with high taxes. They're the ones that are run by Democrats. I mean, could anybody right now tell me that uh, they would want to live in New York versus Florida? Could anyone say they want to live in California versus Florida or Texas? And then Texas isn't even even run that good. You know, at least we. But that's also been being used. Uh, they're picking on Texas. I mean, if you think about Texas, they got a border crisis. They just had a power situation, which was actually triggered by some uh, federal mandates to do certain things due to a record cold snap. And, of course, they used climate to push a climate hustle. Um, there may have been some retaliation there done because of a lawsuit that was filed back in December by Texas and, and various AGs around the country regarding votes. So the, these are retaliatory uh, actions. By people that are hard left, Stacey Abrams wants to control them. Uh, wants enormous power. She she was uh, she was the first to see the idea that she lost it. She didn't lose a, lose an ele- election legitimately in Georgia. I think she was down by like fifty thousand votes, and she did that in twenty eighteen. And so they put in a Dominion voting system in tw- uh, mid, uh, late twenty nineteen. I think it was like September of twenty nineteen, August or September. They worked out a hundred million dollar deal to put in Dominion voting systems. Then they have all the shenanigans. There was a PBS uh, um, video that was released in, I think, late September, early October, and they were discussing the Georgia voting system. As a matter of fact, they had interviews with, like, Raffensperger and et cetera. And I'm getting off on a tangent there, but what I'm saying is they were allowed to take care of their elections. And then, of course, Stacey Abrams, they had a consent agreement. They had drop boxes. They had mail-in balloting. They had a whole... They created every... Uh, let's just say, on every vector, they created chaos. And they didn't give signature matching. They didn't want to have voter ID. They're just trying to destroy this entire country with their... Uh, they want to destroy the system. And then they're going to say, oh, it's just Marxism. They destroy the system, and then they want to install 
their new their new quote unquote utopia, which isn't utopia. They want a surveillance system. They want to take away your individual rights. They want to shut you up. And if you don't comply, they're going to either put you in prison or put you against the wall and shoot you. Those are your options. They don't care about your freedom. They just care about power. They thirst for it so much. And you can see it. You can see it in the way they act. You can see it in their agendas that they push. It's so reprehensible that these people who, who I mean, she attended Harvard University. I can never get into Harvard. It's not because she's any more intelligent than me, but she got into Harvard. Uh, she got in there and she's been, people been throwing things at her all her life, giving her all these accolades. Her sister's a judge. So she's from a powerful family and she knows how to exploit the law because she, she doesn't care about the law. See, people that are, I, I see it as a mentality issue. I see it as uh, they're resentful from the day they were born, almost. That's where the psychopath comes in. They must resent something very fiercely. Somebody, if not at the birth, there was a situation that happened when they were kids. And from that situation, they have based their entire life on getting back at everybody around them. It's such poison. It poisons them to the core. They never, they never repent. They never repent. And when I say repent, it's not a religious thing. It's called understanding that you aren't God. And that's the problem with all people that push this ideology. They think they're God. They think they're better than everybody around them. It's, it's narcissism at the highest level. Uh, because that's and and in our media just amplifies this stuff and perpetrates the kind of negligence that is just un, unbecoming of our society. These people ruin societies. They're trying to ruin our country, and they're going to get away with it probably because we have so many weak people in this country that won't stand up for their rights, and they're going to tear us apart. Because they're too busy thinking that they need to be afraid of a flu. Or they're too busy about worrying about hurting people's feelings. And they won't stand up for what their God-given rights. We weren't put on this earth to be under somebody's uh, thumb. That goes for all people around the world. Not just the United States. Now I know the United States has made lots of mistakes. I'm aware of those mistakes and I hate them too. But it doesn't do me any good to destroy the country that I'm in to, quote, assuage my guilt about those mistakes. I didn't control the CIA. I didn't control George Bush, George W. Bush, or Bill Bill Clinton, or Barack Obama, or even Trump, for that matter. You know, I didn't control any of those people. I tried to talk to them. Matter of fact, in 2009, I think it was, I, I, I wrote a letter to... President Barack Obama. That should tell you how deluded I was then. <laughs> I actually wrote a letter to that a hole, you know, and I, I gave him a gift. I had put together a book I was working on. I was trying to work on a book on baseball. I sent it to him, a little CD, and I wrote a letter, and I, I and I did get something back from him. I got a little White House thing back to say thank you for your gift or response, you know, whatever. Um, but that should tell you something. See, I believed in America. I still believe in this country. But I don't think these people do. They put go through the appearances and the motions of it. I actually care about this country. 
I think a lot of other, I, I know millions upon millions of people do, because we know how, how cherished it is to have a country that you can care about. And the fact that we have outside forces and internal, uh, you know, we got enemies, foreign and domestic, trying to rip this country apart, you know, it, it puts me on edge. That's uh, why I'm doing these broadcasts anymore. I'm not saying that I'm, I got it all figured out. I don't. So, one of the things that um, has gone on with this uh, ideology, ideology, see, in tearing apart the Constitution, they knew there was a weakness, and the weakness was the Tenth Amendment. And when I say the Tenth Amendment, it isn't weak. It's only weakened because uh, federalism, the idea of states' rights, uh, it can be a dual-edged sword, and they're using against us, and they're also using... Uh, private and public uh, entity uh, against us. So on the states' right issue, we all know the use that since the Constitution isn't uh, doesn't speak on health issues, at least explicitly, they use the health uh, scare to make it so that every state, every blue state, could set up these authoritarian edicts in order to get people to do what they want. And, of course, monkey see, monkey do. A lot of Republican states did this also. A lot of local mayors and local um, you know, local law enforcement decided to go right along with this. And, of course, once they get power, they don't want to give it back up. They never do. So they put us all at a disadvantage with that concept that they they uh, uh, go back to that. I got my face on camera. <clears throat> so the concept here is that... Um, so on the states' rights thing, they're 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 taking the, um, uh, using that as a, a, a exploitable and useful tool because uh, by decoupling it from any uh, federal situation, they could do that. They did that under Trump while Trump was in office. Now, since Trump's out of office, now the federal government wants to grab back all that power. That's why you had uh, the federal mass mandate for transportation. And Joe was talking about a national man, mask mandate. Now they try to make double masking a useful tool. Masking is, the mask is, it will carry all your bacterial infection. And here's a key point that hasn't ever been, that I don't hear people raise. Masks are only good in a closed environment. Controlled, closed environment. You understand what that is? A closed, controlled environment. Um... So outdoors, not controlled, doesn't matter. Obviously outdoors, not not uh, closed. Uh, sky's the limit. You're interacting with all kinds of stuff. And when I say controlled environment, I mean you can control the cleanliness level. That's the reason why it's used in operations and surgeries because you can control an operating room. You can control the airflow, you know, negative pressure, all that kind of stuff. Uh, far different circumstance than... Uh, even even institutions, for example, uh, yeah, like nursing homes and whatnot, they can't they they're not even uh, they're not a controlled closed environment. Though they try to make them that way by making lockdowns and and by saying you couldn't visit, but of course the the staff can come in in and out all the time. That's not a good, <laughs> that's a you know, they'll say well we control the access, but uh, it, as far as a closed environment, it isn't it isn't a, a controlled environment. And there's a difference between a hospital surgery room where you would want to put on masks to protect the patient and you can keep the, the amount of viral spread 
uh, to a minimal uh, level. An N95 mask, not everybody's wearing an N95 mask. And the CDC mandate that was issued, the actual CDC mandate that was issued, uh, uh, asked for, um, and said that you could use cloth, in which cloth is just bullshit. It isn't going to stop a virus. It never has. They know that. They all know that. Any medical professional knows that. And, of course, they aren't effective. They aren't meant to be effective. They're, most, they're meant to be disaffective. They're meant to be a spreader. Because if you put on any kind of mask, it might be good for about 10, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. If you're in a closed, closed environment, yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to change it throughout the surgery. But you may. I mean, <laughs> they, they, there's a reason why they have to go through so many uh, usages in a... In a uh, in a hospital. I mean, I don't know how many times they change it today. I'm not a hot, I'm not a doctor or a nurse. But they know that. And they know people can't afford that. You're not going to keep on buying these masks like by the truckload and you're not going to be able to put it in. You can buy an N95. You're still going to have to take it off. You still got to and and I and then you're going to create breathing issues. And they they're very handy for doing doing the things with the racism thing. You know why? Cuz you can commit violence. There's a reason in our society that hiding your face was considered not a good thing. It may be good, and cultures are different, but in the United States of America, having a mask on was not considered a good, was not considered something that was even remotely because we know people do bad things with masks on, hiding their identity. But the reason why they want the surveillance state on, they wanted everybody to keep six feet apart, is because then the surveilling. Uh, tech, uh, technology they plan on putting in can uh, they can measure your gait they already got that technology out there they're going to measure your face they're going to they're going to come up with facial recognition so then the mask will go away and then people then they'll turn uh, suddenly turn on the people that they've been uh, uh, assisting in committing crimes because you know they want to create they want to create crime they want to create violence and they want to create they want to create chaos anything that creates chaos they're all for the more that they can get, the better. Um, so whether that's a state or local thing, they don't care. They've they've been using that the whole time, but they want to get they now they want to reconsolidate all this thing back. They they use the they use the limits of the Tenth Amendment. First, they wanted every state to make their own uh, situation, every locality to make their own situation. Why? Because that was going to create chaos. Because you drive from one town to the next or one state to the next, things change. People are like, what do you mean I got to do this? I didn't have to do it in X, Y, and Z state. But of course, they became aware of it as they had to deal with it. And so people adjusted. So I had to create the next chaos thing. Let's create racism. Let's create the George Floyd situation. That was perfect event. And you create $2 billion worth of damages. You kill about 30 people around this, all around the country, racially motivated. Murders go through the roof. Uh, Chicago had the most murders in 60 years in one day. It's like 20 some odd people died in one one night. I mean, this is just madness. It's stupid, and it's being caused by all. And it happened in uh, happened in Chicago, happened in Oakland, happened in Seattle, happened in Washington, happened in Atlanta. You start looking at who's the mayors. Look, uh, look at Portland. All those mayors, all hard left. Weak females. I mean, I hate to pick on them, but that's the truth. They were using this to just 
just to just to just to destroy this country on purpose. Um, and uh, so it went on from that, and then now once they got they got Orange Man Bad out of the, uh, out of the way, which they still use him because they got to have a they got to have an enemy. They always have to have an enemy. They always have to have somebody or some idea, some nebulous thing. You know, they're throwing around the white supremacy thing like, like it's going out of style, which is just, it just a, it annoys me to no end. It annoys me to no end because I, I know I grew up in a country that wasn't like that. Uh, when I say it wasn't like that, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. It changed. Now, I know there are people that are older than me and grew up in the 50s and 60s and I can talk about that. And I understand that. I do. I do understand where they come from. Um, but do you want to live in that past? I thought we were supposed to live in the now and live in the future. Instead, they just keep on throwing up the past. Because you know what? They love to. Pay, they know people. They know a lot. Uh, people don't forget that people feel wounded all the time. They use that victim mentality, and they know if they pick, 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 pick at it, they'll eventually get you to. They get you to respond or use it. And, of course, now they're doing uh, selective enforcement. So what happens when you do selective enforcement? You decide that certain people can just get away with whatever the hell they want while you go, when, like, for example, with uh, the June, January 6th thing. Uh, you know, they got the FBI resources running around the country, uh, knocking on doors and trying to get anybody and everybody arrested for anything and everything. Should tell you something. It, it it tells you a lot. It tells you a lot about how they how they perceive the world, because uh, they just want power. They don't care how they get it. They don't care who they hurt. They really don't care. You're just a you're just a number to them. You're just a useful idiot to them. That includes me too. They 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 look at us as they look at everybody as the same. Uh, all we are is to serve their their objectives. And they were pissed off at us for a exposing their crimes a lot of these people were tied to the epstein situation in one way shape or form not directly but for example bill clinton this is the former president of the united states spent spent a lot of time on a uh, plane going to jeffrey epstein's island notice how little of that gets uh gets out in the weeds and he spent what two dozen it was talked about in late 2019 and then poof. The only people who can continue to talk about it are people who understand that there's a bigger crime there. When Jeffrey Epstein died, uh, he was murdered. Uh, <laughs> that, that was solving a problem for them because uh, he he knew too much. And he was connected to a, a, a potentially three intelligence agencies. He was connected to the CIA. He was connected to MI6. And he was connected to the Mossad's. Um, Israeli and based upon that and based upon his connections to Bill Gates by the way uh, he was very um, let's just say he was deeply involved with him uh, James B. Stewart wrote an article in the New York Times and he laid out a lot of things about that uh, their, their connection went on for approximately six years um, through people that worked for both of them uh, Melanie Walker, Boris Nikolov. I'm only going down that road because, um, see, that was that was a trigger point. So was the Ukraine thing because when when uh, 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 
Trump decided that he wanted to uh, assess Biden uh, for his crimes. Of course, the Democrats just they just circled the wagons and they said that hey, we're going to go after him no matter what. These people will not. They 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 refuse to lose. Refuse. They will cheat. They will kill. They don't care what. They don't care who gets in their way. They will take care of them. That's how dangerous these people are. Nancy Pelosi's off her. She's off her gourd. She's just one of many. Believe me, between the shifts and the uh, Jerry Nadlers and all the other idiots that are up there, and they're they're not even the top level. They're just they're they're just they're just doing the. They're they're literally the. They're just the closest spiders that you see. You don't see all the ones behind them, or the in the shadows, or the bigger ones, uh, like the Gates, for example. Gates isn't even in the shadows, but Gates is like. If if you could do command structure wise, let's just say Gates is a general. Nancy Pelosi and a lot of those people they're they're like colonels or uh, captains in the navy. Uh, they're 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 and and they have power too, uh, probably upwards to a general level. But like Gates level, that's like three or four stars. There's a top end of the O nine O ten. They're they're top top tier psychopaths and top tier uh, professional hustlers. Same with Gates or uh, Bezos. Uh, same with a lot of billionaires. But you know, even the and and there are you know which ones are a part of the club and which ones aren't. Um, there's a story a long time ago. I'm I'm getting off on getting way off my conversation. But there's a story a long time ago with um, I remember a guy named uh, DS. They called him DSK. He's a socialist. Dominic Strauss Kahn. And he was a head of IMF, I think it was, in uh, Europe. So he was in France, and they they smeared him with a sexual allegation. Uh, it was a, I don't know, they say it was a rape or whatever else. But I think the charges eventually got dropped. Now, they're just doing this recently with Cuomo, same thing. They're using the death to get him out of the, they're using, they're using, uh, using uh, sexual allegations to get him out of the way. So there won't be so much of a focus on uh, the death. Because Latidia James, the AG of uh, New York, she'll eventually drop it. Uh, but that was a pressure mechanism. See, there's something else going on there. But I can see that there's a whole host of... Uh, uh, they want to put the right people in the right places. And once you've served your purpose, they want they want you out of the way. So I don't know what Cuomo did. That maybe Cuomo didn't do something. Maybe there was something he didn't do right. Uh, we'll never know. Because I mean, but I mean, think about how much cover they gave him for putting thousands of people in a nursing home and killing them, essentially, ostensibly. I mean, his order triggered the mechanism. And by the way, the fact that we have medical professionals who did such a shitty ass job around throughout this whole situation, we probably have medical professionals that are easily. Uh, I'm gonna. I can put I could put a lot of uh, blame on them, but uh, without knowing every individual case, there's no way to do it, and that's the whole point. They do this to everybody, so that goes to the libertarian and authoritarian. See, they'll they'll say, "Well, we can't control that," so it's you know, you know, we gotta allow people to have all their freedom and their rights. But then they'll 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 just they're just doing this thing to you. They're just running back and forth between those poles. The authoritarianism is when they when they don't like something they'll crack you down, 
But when you serve your purpose, then they want you to be have as much freedom as possible to do that. Same way with the BLM. See, they wanted them to go out and make all that, do all that bullshit, tear down America, tear down statues, raise hell in the streets, violence. Nancy Pelosi was all for that. She says, I can't, I, I, she says, I can't believe there aren't more uprisings in the seats. This is from the, this is your house speaker talking about this. It's like, uprisings. You're, so you're, you're ginning up insurrection and you got what you wanted. And then of course, now that you know that they're uh, now that they're in power again, fully in power, they're going to try to they're going to soft pedal ideas to the all the breadliners and the hard lefters and all these other idiots, and they're going to give them scraps. But these people want power, the useful idiots. But now the useful idiots, they don't if they don't shut their mouths too much, they're going to crack down on them because the deep state, as we call it, the FBI, the CIA, they're going to come around and get them too eventually right now though they're focused on you know the white people because they got to get them out of the way first because the white people are well armed and they know it they don't want to come around and round up 300 million guns or 400 million guns however many guns are in this the united states we're the most well-armed populace on the earth and they know it and they don't want to do, they don't want they don't want any more casualties from themselves they don't care about casualties amongst us they would they they would love it if we would uh take it upon ourselves to Get rid they, they want us out of the way. They just want us out of the way. Any way, shape, or form, they can do it. They want to do it without them getting their hands dirty. They use the law. They lose the. They use your morals against you. Since they're totally immoral, they don't give a shit. Or amoral. They don't have any moral compass whatsoever. But they'll use whatever moral compass you have against you. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, when you only care about power and you only care about your own... Uh, self-preservation of of all that power that you have whether it be in congress or or a billionaire and you don't care how you get it done you don't care who you step on to get it done and <laughs> and they'll say well you should care about other people and you should empathize with their plights that's just psycho that's just manipulation they they do that to they try to do that to all of us and I'm not saying you should give up your morality, but you ought to, you have to see who's who's it coming from. The people that are at the top of these these little pyramids that they're making all these laws, making all your lockdowns miserable, trying to shut down your businesses, make sure you can't travel, make sure you can't walk around, tell you you need to wear a mask, get a vaccine. That's another thing with the vaccines. So that's a private that's a private public partnership there with the vaccines. They're trying to uh, take the, you know, well if you're a private company, well you have a right to uh, force people to uh, take a vaccine as a as a, a thing of their employment. No, you don't. It's just it, that isn't the way this is supposed to work at all. And the fact that we have health people pushing that tells you a lot. Tells you how bought and paid for they are. In the companies, so oh, I forgot to go back to that because um, this is where this is why your this is why your freedoms are getting taken away from you. If I load up here quickly enough, um, the strategic partners of the World Economic Forum are like a who's who of everybody in the world. I'm gonna have to get my mug off the face, which is probably a good thing. So I uh, was going through this so. 
look at all the partners. You can go by they got a they got a by alphabet that tells you how many they had to go by every uh, every letter in the alphabet. So here's a few of the companies that are that are tied to the World Economic Forum, and so these are the companies that are going to destroy your rights out there. So uh, <laughs> not only companies but organizations. So AARP, Abbott Laboratories. Accenture, and this is this isn't this isn't even amongst the A's. This isn't the, these are just the ones that I, I'm going to point out that are going to uh, be there, but there won't be all of them because there's so many of them. Uh, so I said Accenture, Adeco Group, uh, Adobe Systems, Advantage Partners, African Rainbow Minerals, AIG. We all know about AIG. Remember when they got bailed out and. 2008, like 180 billion dollars because they fucked up on all the on the credit default swaps. Uh, let's see here, Alibaba Group, uh, Alliance. Let's see here, uh, Amcor, AMDT, Anchorage Capital Group, uh, Anheuser Busch, InBev, Apollo Tires, Apple. Um, and see, so yeah, I think that was Amazon was in here. You have Amazon Web Services, um, Axia. So under B, we'll have all the fun ones too. B is uh, BAE Systems, um, Bain and Company. It's a, a ton of banks: Banco, Bodesco, Banco, BTG, Pasco, uh, uh, Pacquiao, Banco, Safra, Brazil. Uh, let's see, all these different banks. So Barclays, BASF, Bayer. Uh, let's see here, Bloomberg, Blackstone Group, Boston Consulting Group. Um, let's go to C. So got a lot of China in here too. So you got Cargill, uh, Chevron. China Construction Bank, China Detang, China Energy Investment, China Railway Group, China Southern Power Grid. <laughs> That's it. Southern Power Grid. Wonder when they're going to turn the lights off on the United States because Joe Biden will give them a backdoor to our uh, power grid in the United States. Yeah, that's called treason. But you know, we don't we don't prosecute people that are doing evil to our country anymore. Cisco, City. Uh, Cognizant, let's see, uh, Credit Suisse, CBS Health, imagine that. So, D, not as many, but like Dana, Dana Gas, Deloitte, uh, uh, Deutsche, Deutsche Bank, Development Bank of Japan, that's like, like the largest one in Japan, uh, Discovery, um, and there was a Dubai one on there. So Ecolab, let's see here. Ericsson. You got the Euro European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. <laughs> European Investment Bank. So those are big entities. And uh, hardly anyone knows anything about those. Facebook, of course. Uh, Fidelity International. Uh, Fujitsu. Uh, let's see, under G. Let's see what we get here. General Atlantic Partners, uh, Gilead Sciences, another uh, Glencore International, uh, Google, Google twice actually. Uh, wonder what the second one's all about there. Or are they just are stupid? And they can't do their own thing. 
let's see, uh, well, Guggenheim Partners, Gulf International Bank, uh, nothing really stands out there. There's a Wangzong Bianjian Pharmaceutical, so it's a Chinese company. I know it's Guangzong. I, I can't pronounce it, but it's a. Ch I know it's in China. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm on H Hewlett Packard. Uh, uh, H H and uh, Heinz and Maurice Home Home Instead Senior Care Honda Motor Hong Kong Exchange and Clearing. HSBC Holdings, Hyundai, and under I, let's see here, IBM, let's see here, so you can tell by now that you know, we're talking about all the big companies in the world, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, Industrial Development Corporation of South Africa, Infosys, ING Group, uh, Intercorp, uh, Investcorp, Invesco, Iron Mountain Information Management. Uh, there's a bunch under there. So I'm almost through. I'm not going to do too much more on here. I'm going to cut this. But uh, So Jacobs, uh, J&D Company, Jap Japan Bank for International Cooperation, Johnson & Johnson, Johnson Controls, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, we'll go to K. Uh, Kaiser Permanente, the Candoria Foundation, uh, Kinko Man, uh, KPMG, that's a huge accounting firm. Let's see, Let's see, Lazar, that's another, uh, uh, I think, uh, I don't even know what it is anymore, but it's in banking, uh, they're probably investment, investment banking of some sort. LinkedIn, which is owned by Microsoft, uh, Lockheed Martin, Lloyd's Bank, Banking Group, so Lloyd's of London. Uh, of course, it's been renamed, but I remember Lloyd's of London. We used to be the premier insurance company around the world. Uh, Louis Vuitton. Let's see. So, yeah, you can get a feel of Manchester United. I mean, a damn sports team. Uh, McKinsey and Company. Uh, Merck. Manjinju Group. Mercuria Energy Group. Meridian Capital. Micron Technology. Microsoft. Mitsubishi Chemical, Mitsubishi Corporation, Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, so Mitsu and Company, Moderna. We all know about Moderna now. Bet you three years ago, nobody would have, if you had mentioned Moderna, would have said, who the hell's Moderna? Now you know <laughs> who they are. Uh, Mori Building and Company, MTR, uh, MFFG Bank, you know. The Multilateral Investment Guarantee Agency. Does that sound like something you really want to be? Does that sound like something that's good, doing a lot of good out there? I mean, I know it's probably a settlement bank of some sort because uh, it's multilateral. It sounds good, but it, I, <laughs> I guarantee they're into all kinds of stuff. NASDAQ, uh, NatWest Group, uh, NBC Universal. There you go. There's a media company. Uh, Nielsen. Uh, New Soft, uh, the Nikkei, so the Nikkei 225, Nokia, let's see here, Novartis, so there's another pharmaceutical, uh, let's see, then the New York Stock Exchange, 
and you got steel. You got the Novo Nordisk Foundation. Now that's a big one. No, the, remember this Novo Nordisk Foundation. Now that's a company that's the chief strategic partner with this, uh, along with uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Wellcome Trust. Those are the three uh, quote unquote strategic partners that the World Economic Forum is uh, pushing. So under O. See the Olean Financial uh, Financing Group, Ontario's Teachers Pension Plan. There's there's Canada there. Uh, the Osaka Osaka America Pharmaceutical. Uh, so we're almost done. We're gonna, but I want to just give an idea for what's going on. Uh, there's an under P. Let's see here, Pepsi Cola, uh, Poly Group. Procter and Gamble, Prudential, uh, the Puma Energy, uh, yeah, PayPal, Palo Alto Networks. So under K, you got Cutter Financial. So all a Cutter, uh, Cutter National Bank, Qualcomm, Quest Diagnostics. Quest Diagnostics, Diagnostics is key because they're the ones who were doing. I think a lot of the PCR testing. They came up with the the. Uh, the FDA uses Quest, De- Techno- uh, Quest Diagnostics as their benchmark for the PCR test. <clears throat> so, Ripple, RMZ, uh, Robo Bank, uh, Ralph Lauren, Robert Bosch, Roach, uh, Rockwell Automation, Royal Dutch Cell. There you go. There's your energy country. Royal Phillips. Uh, let's see. Almost there. Uh, so SP and Global, uh, Salesforce. There you go. Sanofi is a pharmaceutical company. Saudi Aramco. All the Saudis are involved with the Saudi Industrial Development Fund. So the Cyber Bank. That's a Ukrainian. I think it's still still a Ukrainian or maybe a Russian bank. Uh, that was big with uh, the Hunter Biden and uh, Ukraine scandal. Uh, Schneider Electric, uh, Sequoia Capital, that's a, like the largest, one of the largest, uh, what they call venture capitalist firm out in uh, California, um, out in Silicon Valley. Uh, let's see here. Siemens, uh, Signify, Skybridge Capital, that's a, a big player that I can remember if I'm not mistaken. SoftBank Group. Uh, see, State, State Bank of India, State Grid Corporation of China, State Street, that's a huge, the State Street was connected to Dominion, um, if you don't know, let's see here, NT, let's see, Tata, Tata Motors, Tata Group, uh, that's all Indian, so, uh, Tetro, Teneco, the Carlisle Group, that's huge. The Coca-Cola Company, uh, the Lego brand. So, Legos is tied to this shit. <laughs> uh, so, Total, that's a French French, comp- French energy company. Yeah. Uh, Toyota Motor Company, uh, Tyson Foods. So, you got your food corporations in there. You got UBS, Uber Technology, uh, Unilever. So uh, I think they're they're involved in all kinds of shit. But I know they uh, Unilever soap. 
UPS, UPL, Unitel, V, you have uh, Verizon Communications, Viking Global Investors, Vista Equity Partners, uh, Volkswagen Group, Volvo Group, so pretty big companies, uh, Walmart, Welcome Trust, uh, Western Union, William Sonoma, Workday, uh, World Quant, I don't know who the hell that is, Western Union was involved, I think I mentioned them, X is a MoMA, uh, I can't even pronounce it, um, Zara, so, uh, you have Yara International, the YMCA of the United States, and then under Z, you got ZF Group, which is, uh, I used to work for the ZF Group, uh, um, I can't pronounce it, it's a German, uh, Automotive company, uh, work for uh, ZFTRW, and Zurich Insurance Group, and that's just that was hitting on probably only twenty-five to thirty percent of them. So that gives you a pretty large uh, swath of uh, the entire world economic system in terms of the Fortune five hundred or Fortune thousand. Uh, every major bank in India. Uh, China, Japan, the United States, all of them were on board. I didn't, I, I'm sure Goldman was on there. I didn't even, I probably glossed right over that. So let me go back to that one because I know there'll be people out there say, well, you didn't mention Goldman Sachs. Um, Goldman Sachs is on there. So, yeah, so you got every major bank. You got most of the energy companies. You have most of the pharmaceutical com- companies. Any major industry sector out there is tied to this um, partnership with with the World Economic Forum. And they have a list of them. They call them strategic partnership, foundation partnership, just regular partnerships, platform partner. I mean, (laughs) this is like a goal, like I don't know how much money these people are throwing into their, their coffers, but I'm sure it's significant. I mean, when you get, you know, thousands of companies and like I said, this is being head up by one Klaus Schwab, who's just, I don't know, he's just an evil tyrant. And I call him an evil tyrant because, I mean, I mean, they even got on the top of their, like, tag board, they call it, World Economic Forum. The first thing, the very first thing next to it, the world is agenda. Platforms, reports, events, and videos. So when you talk about agenda, I mean, what are you really saying to everybody? You have an agenda. Well... The Davos Agenda 2021, we all know about that. Globalization 4.0, the state of trade and Corona, uh, the Jobs Reset the Jobs Reset Summit 2020, mental health at work, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they got such fawning little, they got this article over here to the side, it says, at the age of 50, is Davos going through a midlife crisis? No, but you sure as hell are trying to make one for everybody else. Uh, A crisis, that is. So, I'm going to leave it there. I know I've rambled on a lot. But uh, I've enjoyed uh, expressing my views. And uh, you guys have a, a good rest of the day. And we'll talk to you soon.